This is Mary Deterris Paust, and you're listening to Lifelines, where we are trying to be spiritual beings living in a material world. How's everyone doing today? It's good to be back. And I was actually inspired to jump on this morning, today, to do this podcast because I've been hearing from so many readers uh, recently related to my last Lifelines column, which was called From Darkness into Light. And I wrote that column about a month ago, a little more. And uh, at the time, I was not aware of the fact that May was Mental Health Awareness Month. I was just writing what was on my heart at that moment. But as it turned out, uh, what I needed to write about was mental health. And so that column is running um, this week in The Evangelist and Catholic New York and also on my website, notstrictlyspiritual.com. And I'm receiving emails from folks who are seeing it in those different places. And I've been both heartened and also uh, just frustrated with the way mental health is dealt with in this country. Uh, People are writing to me, thanking me as if I did something big by first of all, just talking about mental health and my own struggles with darkness and depression, but even more so for my mention of the fact that medication has changed and maybe saved my life. Because medication for mental health still has such an incredible stigma attached to it, which is uh, both sad and outrageous. Um, We take medicine for everything in this country. I mean, I don't, but other people take medicine for so many things, blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, you name it, there's a medication. I mean, just watch TV for an hour and you'll see, I don't know how many prescription medications with outrageous side effects being pushed on everyone. And yet we don't want to talk about the fact that some people need medication to balance the chemicals in their brain in order to function in a healthy and happy way in their lives. So in my column, I talked about the fact that six years ago, I had written an earlier column that was titled, Sometimes Happiness is Not a Choice. And when I wrote that column, I wrote it from a very deep and dark place in my life. And I mentioned how so often you see things on social media, the internet, little beautiful little graphics with happy little pictures that tell people, choose happiness. And my point was, sometimes it's not that easy. Sometimes for people who suffer from depression, anxiety, other mental health struggles, it is not so easy to say, choose happiness. It's like telling someone, snap out of it when they have an illness. You wouldn't tell somebody who was fighting a physical illness to snap out of it. You would say, Let's get you the help you need. Let's see what we can do to fix this so that you can feel healthy. And I talked about how I referred to myself and others who struggle with similar uh, battles with depression as darkness dwellers who drain the life out of everything, like the soul-sucking dementors that we saw in the Harry Potter series, if you were fans of that series, and I was a big fan. And I thought how sad it was that that's how I saw myself. And that's how I felt. And so I went back to that column, not to revisit sadness, but actually to see where I had been, as opposed to where I am now. 
So what prompted it was that I was reading this book called The Untethered Soul uh, by Michael Singer. And there was a lot in the book that I didn't necessarily love. Like there were things I just disagreed with. And I kind of argued with the book. I was listening on Audible. And um, I would talk out loud to it as I drove in my car on the things I disagreed with, because we don't always agree with everything in a book. But what I found was that the overarching feeling was that, yeah, he was getting it right. And he was talking about this idea of choosing to live in a joyful way. And so I was kind of fascinated that over the course of the past six years, I have gone from saying you can't choose happiness and feeling like a soul-sucking dementor to somebody who feels like it is possible to choose joy even when I can't necessarily just be happy because there's lots of times in life when we're not going to be happy. Choosing happiness doesn't mean you'll live your life always happy even in the face of terrible things. It means you don't stay in those deep, dark pits that you visit sometimes. And I still visit those places sometimes. We all have dark places in our lives, depending on what's happening. But we don't stay in those places anymore. And maybe we can even find little moments of joy even in the struggles of our lives. Because we know that there is something bigger than us. And there is a reason to know joy in our hearts, even when life is difficult. So how did I get from Dementor to this place? Well, as I said in my column, and what got a response is that it was a combination of things. It was talk therapy, which I still go to every few weeks. It was medication, which I still use. It was yoga, which I not only practice, but teach. It was meditation, which I not only practice, but teach. And it was a gratitude practice, which I practice every single day. And which I said in my column, probably saved my life and changed my life as much as medication. Looking at the blessings in my life, noticing the abundance, writing it down every single night, I write down three things from that day that I was grateful for. They don't have to be big things, but I write them down. I keep a book and I just fill notebooks after notebook after notebook. And seeing life from that place of abundance daily begins to change your mindset because you start to look for the blessings. You look for the beauty. So I think my feeling now, as I look about it, look at it, and I reflect on it, and I think about what I heard from people who wrote to me, especially one lovely lady who wrote and told me that she is in a place of terrible darkness, and I don't want to give her that easy answer of just choose happiness, because I know that that's not what she can do, is that we have to choose to get the tools that will allow, we have to get the tools that will allow us to choose happiness. I wasn't able to just choose happiness when I was in my own little personal pit of despair. But once I started piling up those little tools, therapy, medication, yoga, meditation, prayer, gratitude, nature, getting out in nature, vitamin D, which I was super low on, All these little pieces added together up and up and up, a retreat every once in a while. 
all of those things together brought me to a place where I was then able to choose not just happiness, but to choose a deeper joy. Doesn't mean I'm not afraid. Doesn't mean sometimes I just feel like I want to just sink into a dark hole or stay in bed. It does mean those feelings don't hold me and cling to me and pull me deeper. For somebody who's in depression, those feelings can feel comforting, as odd as that would sound to somebody who doesn't know depression. They can feel like a comfortable place, that dark, sad place can feel comforting because we are familiar with it. And we can just work ourselves into that spot and stay there and just feel like this is where I want to be. I don't want to choose happiness because this is my home. This is who I am. What we need to start doing in this country (laughs) is recognizing that mental health is healthcare just like anything else. Why is there a stigma attached to going to a doctor, going to a therapist, and possibly taking medication to help with a mental health issue when there is no such stigma related to going to the doctor and saying, my cholesterol's through the roof because I eat unhealthily and I don't exercise, so give me medicine. Or I have diabetes, or I have high blood pressure, or I have heart disease, whatever it is. Nobody has a stigma attached to it. Nobody is shamed for needing those things. Nobody feels like they have to hide it. And yet mental health is seen as something we don't want to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about the fact that they feel depressed. Somehow it's a a sign of weakness, a sign of weakness that maybe you're not just born with genes and a brain chemical makeup that make you one of those upbeat people that always want to smile and always see the sunshine, glass half full. Nope. I was always a glass half empty-ish. And I say that because while I often was depressed and feeling like glass half empty, half empty, I, at the same time, always believed in the possibility for something more. And so I consider myself sort of like a pessimistic optimist, sort of like nowadays you hear it's an, uh, an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert, which I also think I am. So yeah, I'm a pessimistic optimist. How's that? That's a new title for me. And that's okay. That's who I am. It's my makeup. Um, and I've got a lot of tools now in my toolkit for learning how to cope with the sadness that can descend. Little case in point, I can give you a perfect example just a few days ago. Sitting here, feeling a little down, feeling like uh, something wasn't right. I knew that that's like an entry point for slipping into a woe is me, Um, I'm no good, I'm not worthy, I'm not like everybody else, I'm not good enough, um, perpetual less than mindset. And instead of going in that place, I sat down on my meditation cushion in my sacred space and said, you know what? Even if it's just five minutes, five minutes of meditation. Sure enough, five minutes later, 
I heard people downstairs. I knew it was time to go down and see what was going on, get dinner going. And that moment had passed, and I had pulled myself out of it before I got in. That wasn't capable, wasn't possible before without the other things that, again, gave me the ability to choose happiness, choose joy in my daily life. So before we wrap up, I want to talk about what you should do or what you can do if you are in this dark place. First of all, you're not alone. You're never alone. There's so many of us out there, so many people, even the people who um, act like they're happy all the time, nobody's happy all the time. There's always a dark side somewhere. We all have that shadow self. Some of us just have it a little bit more stronger, a little more aggressive shadow self than others. So get help. Call someone. Call and make an appointment with a therapist. Call your primary care doctor. Start there. Just talk about it. Say you want to explore therapy. Ask if there's any sort of um, medication that would be good for you. Don't just take medication just to take medication. Uh, The medication I take for my depression is the only medication I take. Right now, I'm blessed that I don't need other medications. So I'm not one to push medication. And in fact, I avoided taking medication when it probably would have helped me for many years because I believed it had a stigma attached to it. So I had to get past my own misperceptions in order to help myself. So talk to somebody. Start with a therapist. Talk therapy. Maybe spiritual direction, which is very different from therapy. But if you're on a spiritual journey and you have a spiritual path and you want to talk to someone about that journey and how prayer and meditation might be able to help you, that could be an option. But again, a spiritual director is not a therapist. They can't give you mental health counseling, and they shouldn't give you mental health counseling. And I say that as someone who's about halfway through spiritual director training. So we are there to be guides on the spiritual path. We are not there to provide mental health counseling. So those are two separate things. Find some practices in your life that give you joy and bring you a sense of peace. Maybe it's trying meditation. Maybe it's reading scripture or some other spiritual book. I love listening to spiritual-related books on Audible. For me, they're like mini retreats. Really helpful for me. See if you can get some physical exercise, whether it's a walk or yoga. You can do yoga sitting in a chair. Those are things you could be doing. Start a gratitude journal, a gratitude practice. I know I've talked about about that here before because I'm serious about it. Get a notebook, any piece of paper. Every night before you go to bed, write down three things that you are grateful for. Even if you don't get to leave your house that day, maybe you saw a beautiful cardinal out the window. Maybe you saw the way the light was shimmering on the tops of the trees. Um, Maybe you just love the smell of coffee in the morning. That's all. It just has to be little things. Start to be grateful for the little things in your life every day because they're all around you. There's like little tiny miracles all around you. Start to notice those miracles in your mundane life. Everyday divine. That's my motto. Everyday divine. Find the divine right where you are. 
And when you start to notice the divine all around you, all the time, in all the little things that seem so insignificant, and of course, in the things that seem very significant, you widen your view and you begin to see that there's so much more than what the tunnel vision of depression and anxiety leads you to believe. That was like this this dark tunnel vision that you can only see all this bad stuff in front of you. You can only see sadness. You can only see what's wrong with you. When you start looking at your blessings, when you start doing all these practices and getting the help you need, suddenly it's like you've been given a wide angle lens that lets you see all the stuff you've been missing. And when you see all the things you've been missing, suddenly the world does not seem quite so dark. And that's amazing because our world is a very sad, chaotic, broken place right now. I guess it always has been. And it would be easy to fall into a deep, sad place over the state of what we see happening around us. So instead, we have to look for the shining lights in the life we have right here and find those lights in the midst of all the sadness and bad stuff going on around us and say, there is still beauty right here. There's still beauty right in front of me in this little violet that's considered a weed in my otherwise perfect lawn or in this little sparrow that's sitting on my bird feeder, even though it's not as gloriously colored as the goldfinches and the cardinals and the orioles, still this magnificent little creature sitting there at your bird feeder. Look for those little moments of joy in your life and collect them. Actually collect them written down, numbered in your notebook and just keep counting them. And when you feel yourself sinking, when you feel yourself going into that dark place, pull out that gratitude journal and remind yourself of all the little blessings in your life. If you want to reach out to me and connect more on this topic or find my column on this topic and other things related to gratitude, mindfulness, mental health, go to my website, notstrictlyspiritual.com. You'll find links to my writing. You'll find links to my yoga classes. You'll find links to how to talk to me about being a mindfulness coach for you or whatever else you might need. Or you'll just find a bunch of resources that you can use without ever having to contact me at all. It's there for you to use. It's there to help other people like me, like all of us who are just trying to get through this life day by day and find a way to do it with some joy in our hearts and some light in our eyes, despite the difficult challenges we face all the time. Life can be really hard, but we don't have to make it harder. And for those of us who struggle with depression and anxiety and mental health issues, we can't do it all alone. We need people to help us. We need to get the tools that will allow us to live our lives from a place of joyfulness and peace and at least not debilitating sadness and anxiety and fear. You don't always have to be whistling a happy tune, but you shouldn't have to be in a deep, dark hole feeling like you're sucking the joy out of everyone else's life because you're not. That's just your mind telling you that. So I hope that this conversation can help somebody. 
I hope that if you have been struggling with depression or are struggling with depression, that you will call someone, um, get some help, go see a therapist, go talk to your doctor, get what you need and start to realize that you have so much to offer and that you are this beautiful creation and the world needs you. Okay, I think that's it for now. Peace, love, all the good things that you deserve. This is Mary Deturis Paust, and you've been listening to Lifelines. <laughs>